All right, let's just uh, jump right into it. No flashy production, no music, none of that. Let me give you guys a little bit of an update here. Um, whenever I do these episodes, I don't do them on any sort of schedule. I do an episode when it is that God is telling me to do an episode and guiding what the topic is, what it is that he needs me to speak on. What it is that needs to be conveyed to the audience that we have now, the audience that we will have down the line as these archives continue to grow and build, they will be there for years to come. God willing. Past couple of months... I've been very frustrated. It seems that uh, I've been busy with this, busy with that, busy with the other thing, taking my time for study. And one of the things that just was not making any sort of sense to me is a lot of you guys go and download my music that we have on all the major streaming services such as Spotify, Apple Music, all of those. And the thing that you'll find with the stuff that we put out is, is that it almost seems like it's coming from a crazy person. <laughs> because first you'll get some rock stuff. You, they, they, then you may get some ambient type of stuff. Then you'll get some praise and worship kind of things, and then you'll get a cover song that was kind of a pop song, and then you'll end up getting a synthwave track and then a blues album. It's like, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> Sounds like a crazy person. Oh, it gets even crazier. Gets even crazier. Because after finishing a blues album... Something that, you know, is, it, it's interesting, you know, when you're playing around with gear and pedals and all of those things, and there's a reason for this. There, there's a reason I'm bringing this up, okay? But I, I just need you guys to stick with me and follow me along with this. You're constantly finding these new sounds that you haven't used before. I got, like, multi-effects pedals that help me to do this. I got plugins on my computer that helped me to do this for recording and all of this stuff. I got capture devices. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different guitars here that all have a different purpose. And it, and it covers a whole variety of range. And, you know, there was times where I was listening to nothing but Christian music and praise and worship music. And it's interesting because I still love that stuff. I still love Disciple. I love Petra. Love some Michael W. Smith. Listen to that stuff rather often. 
But if you go and you look at like my most listened to stuff on my Apple Music account, it gets even crazier because you'll find jazz stuff on there. You'll find uh, contemporary Christian. You'll find, you know, Christian rock, Jewish rock. And then you'll find some synth wave on there. You'll find a bunch of blues stuff from like Kenny Wayne Shepherd and those type of guys on there. And it's interesting because I've always been chasing tone. It's like, you know, I'll spend a lot of time going after this sound right here. This tone right here. And it's like, okay, I got that. I've done something with it. God goes and says, no, you're going to do, you're going to do something else now. <laughs> and so one of the things that I was planning on doing in October was I was going to do a synthwave album or a synthwave EP, just like five songs. And with all of these things, there's different playing styles, different sounds. And all this, and again, there, there's a reason for all of this. And so I'm messing around with all that stuff. I'm learning different technique. Going from one genre to another and so on. And when I first started doing that, it was like, okay, I was trying to find my sound. I was looking for what it is. That is my sound. Okay. And it's interesting because God has kind of shown me a couple of weeks ago. For those of you guys who don't know, I used to write songs with lyrics all the time. I used to record them a lot when I was a teenager. And in my early 20s, I had written songs for a Christian rock band that I was a part of called Echelon that uh, had broken up in like 2004. I was lead singer and played a little bit of guitar in that band. And then it's like, got into the business mindset, opened up a coffee shop, went in and did over the, did not write any music, gave up music altogether. Got back into it about uh, three years ago. Started playing again. And um, started collecting gear, started becoming interested in this, that, and the other in terms of sound and all that stuff. And through that time, I had not written lyrics for a song that I was planning on singing for, oh my gosh, probably about a good 16 years or so. No, it's been more than that. It's been about 18 years. Since I've actually sat down and written lyrics for a song that I plan to put out there. And last week, or it's been about a week and a half now, been about a week and a half. I wanted to be accurate here. I started to write down a song. And I was like, this is a praise and worship song. That's not something that I, I should be working on this synthwave album. That I was that that was my plan. I'd even cut a couple of tracks for that synthwave album. It's like okay, you know, the ball's already rolling on that. 
God said, no. No, you're not doing that. Not doing that. But I, I made you do some of it for a reason. Oh, I, oh, I don't understand. What? Excuse me? And so as I was writing these lyrics, I was sitting there saying to myself, what am I going to do with this? What kind of sound is this going to be? Is this going to be a bluesy kind of thing? Is it going to be a rock kind of thing? Is it going to be a synth wave kind of thing? What is it? And I look back at the wall behind me right over here. And I'm looking at all the, all these guitars and all this gear. And God's saying, you're going to use all of it. There's a reason why it is that I've had you do this. And for the past week and a half, I've written to completion four songs for an EP. The lyrics. I've started working on the instrumentation on it. There's a reason why I'm bringing all this up. Because you guys have known me to be the guy that tries to come into this in a scholarly realm, tries to give the sources of everything that it is to prove a point in terms of the halakha of that of our Mashiach Yeshua, that Yeshua did indeed teach Hasidic Judaism, that the ways of the Torah of Hashem are still for us today. And this plays into it. So I get home from work today. And I say, okay, I'm going to go take a shower. And I'm just going to rest the rest of the afternoon. I've been very frustrated. Wondering what it is that God wants me to do. And as I'm taking a shower, and this happens whenever I take a shower, sometimes, you know, maybe it's that running water, you know, that God just kind of, kind of pours in. It's almost like a mikvah. You know, I'm going to take my shower. He's saying, go and get behind that microphone. But before you do, I want you to go and look at those lyrics that you had written. So I'm always sitting over there going and scrolling through the lyrics and I'm sitting there going, these are all battle songs. This is not any kind of praise and worship that you guys are used to. These are battle songs. This isn't the cutesy, let's sing this line over and over again. Let's go and double stack the reverb. Let's go and double stack the delay to get that U2 kind of vibe to operate on the pulses of the psyche that is to basically make you feel something that's not real. That's not what this is about. And the thing is that as I was going and setting everything up to do this episode... I'm not going to mention the bands, but there were praise and worship Christian Jewish bands that I was listening to as I was doing this. And I'm 
I'm sitting there saying that, that the way that these things are being done is to trigger an emotional response that isn't real. The way that these things are phrased, the way that these things are sung, the way that these things are done is to trigger an emotional response. Oh, I'm sorry. When I go and work on this thing, (laughs) it's interesting what God has me doing with this, okay? And I'm going to give you a little bit of an insight here. Not only the lyrics battle songs, first of all, Because whether you know it or not, in this episode, we're going to be talking about how we're at war. And we need to stop pretending like we're not, or that somebody else is going to go and pick up King Arthur's sword and go into battle, and we don't have to. Okay? If you're in that mindset, if you're here, I'm just here to learn some stuff to sound smart, then I'm sorry, you're going to have to pick another podcast now. I'm sorry. Because this podcast today and going forward it's going to be about winning this battle winning this battle that ultimately things are not going to get better but for the body of Christ you guys are going to be prepared you guys are going to be be, be prepared to Help your children, help your family, help your coworkers to see what is going on and realize that sometimes you have to drop the peace bombs. Let's just be honest. You go and you look at what's happening in Israel right now. You see what's going on over there. People think I'm out of my mind whenever I say, you know what? I just say go and turn Gaza into a parking lot. You know, go and take Iran as well. Go and turn that into a parking lot as well. What? You can't say that. It's 2023. Live and let it live. Eh. You might want to go and read the Torah. You might want to go and read the Ketuvim. You may want to go and read the Nevi'im. You may want to see what happens whenever we have that mentality. Even though we may not be going into a physical battle, the thing is that whenever we go into these spiritual battles, we need to be equipped to defeat the Yetzirah that is within us. We need to defeat what is going on in the culture and the society around us and make sure that it doesn't infiltrate your household. And let me tell you something, friends. We have done a piss poor job of this. Horrible. You want to know why these things are happening in the world today? We're going to be going over some of those. And I'm pointing at myself as I'm pointing at all of you. And I'm also saying, why did I let this happen? Because let me tell you something. I'm at fault as well. God is saying things need to change in the Guf HaMashiach, in the body of Messiah. Things need to change. And it's interesting because this worship music that I've been working on, it's funny because 
God's putting in me. He's like, no, you need to learn drum samples. I don't want to learn drum samples. I'm not a computer genius. What's, what's with all these people that think I'm at some sort of computer genius because of the fact that I know how to record audio? Guys, guys, let me, let, let, let me tell you how much of a dummy I am on this, okay? I've been using Adobe Audition for 13 years, okay? That has been my main DAW for 13 years, okay? Everybody tells me how easy uh, uh, Logic Pro is. I can't figure it out. People tell me all the time how easy Final Cut Pro is to use. I can get the basics down. People tell me all the time how easy Ableton is. It's all Greek to me. I read Hebrew and Aramaic. I don't know any Greek. And that is all Greek to me. Okay. So God's telling me, you need to learn to do some drum samples. You're going to get those big Def Leppard type of drum sounds for, you know, from Hysteria. What? <laughs> Praise and worship, Albie. You want, the, you want the big Def Leppard drums is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. You seem to work well with that. Okay. What about this blue stuff that you've had me do? Oh, 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 oh. You got that, you got that synth nine pedal. Does synthesizer type of stuff. And by the way, you, you, you used to play piano. There's going to be some synthesizers on top of that. Oh, okay. Going with the whole, with the, with the whole synth wave vibe. Oh, hold on. Hold on. You're going to pull that Les Paul down from, from the, uh, from the wall and you're going to go and pull. That, uh, that that guitar with the Floyd Rose on it, and you're gonna do, you're gonna you're gonna do you're gonna do some crazy stuff with that because you know it's kind of like where your um it's where your first influences were. Okay, well, what about my like like my Telecaster, my Stratocaster that I tend to use for a lot of my bluesy stuff? Oh, that's gonna be mixed in there. This is gonna be a new type of worship music. It's going to be real. It's going to be real. Now, this is not saying that I'm in any sort of genius musician or anything of the sort, but I know how to put stuff together. I know how to put stuff together. And for some reason, I know now why it is that God's like, I want you to know what this pedal sounds like. I want you to know what this does. And uh, the whole time I'm doing that, it's like, how come nobody in worship music or Christian music or you know, Jewish music, nobody's using this. Nobody's using this. It's like, okay, you go and pull down a Telecaster, go and double stack reverb, go and double stack the delay and all that stuff. And don't you dare speak out against that because the CCM crowd is going to be all over your butt over that. They wouldn't believe me. I get the side eye from that crowd because I got friends in that crowd. When I mention such a thing, it's like, I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear what he just said. Oh, I get it rather often. Maybe not seeing things all so cutesy and all that stuff. Um, maybe, maybe it needs to be a little bit more real. And guys, that's, that's what I plan to do. And the whole thing that has been fueling this, I think, is by God telling me, you know, for years, Close to, oh my God, it's almost been, it's almost been 20 years. Going and teaching this stuff and 
going and saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to educate the people. I need to educate. Why, Christopher, have you on Yom Kippur not talking enough about repentance? I think I talk about it, repentance a lot. Not enough. Not enough. Because if you did, look at all the stuff that's happened. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I'm looking, I'm saying, you know what? I'm part of this problem, guys. I'm part of this problem. I saw some articles today, one of which being that there is the Church of Satan has a display in the governor's mansion, a Republican governor of the state of Iowa. And the Republican governor of Iowa, she says, that's unfortunate or something to that effect. I don't remember the exact words that she used. And it's like, what? I'd be going and lighting that thing on fire. Christopher, you going over there and lighting that thing on fire? No. Stop saying things like that. But because of the fact that we are unwilling to be offensive to the outside world, this right here is how the Satan has made its way into you guys' assemblies, be they Jewish or be they Christian. He's made his way in there. And he's made his way through infiltrating the secular. The secular is very easy to infiltrate, but if once, once you've done that, there are certain things that you don't want to be labeled. You don't want to be labeled a radical. You don't want your name to be popped up on any sort of lists. So to go and say things like, uh, sexual immorality and this whole trans thing that is going on, this whole gay thing that is going on, I, I'm sorry, God says it's an abomination. You can't say that. So many churches right now, so many Jewish assemblies are saying, you can't say that. Chabad is allowing this stuff in. The reform, man, they've always been the redhead stepchild. We don't care what in the world that they do. Because they're, they're just like, I was born this way. I was born Jewish, okay? Yeah, and I, I'm going to go and eat a bacon cheeseburger now. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm going to go and engage in uh, homosexual behavior and all this stuff. And so we, we've gotten to this point in society where it's like, we're, we, we, we have to be understanding of this. We have to be tolerant of this. And so now you look through our, our lifetimes. Many of you guys who are listening to this are probably my age or a little bit older. We got some listeners, I'm sure, that are younger than myself. And you can look through your own life and see how it is that things have changed in the church, in the synagogues. The things that it is that we allow now, we would not have allowed back then. We may go and give a really good fight with our words on places like social media. We may go and sign a little petition. We may go and give a little bit of money to this organization that is trying to fight 
this thing. But then when it doesn't work and we end up losing that battle, we're just like, ah, oh, okay, crap. Well, you know, that kind of sucks. Okay, we, we ended up losing that. We're going to get them next time. Well, how are you going to get them next time? How are you going to do that exactly? Oh, you know, we're going to kind of continue to do the same thing that we have done over and over again. You know, the thing that didn't work, we're just going to keep on doing that. And that's what we do every single time. And it's so, it's so concerning to me that it seems that the Satan at times is smarter than the believers. Oh, don't worry. We're going to wear them down. Don't worry. Don't worry. They're going to get worn down. These people aren't going to fight. They're not going to do anything about this. You know, in fact, when that whole Mark thing happens, you know, that, that thing that is written in Revelation, when that whole thing happens, man, they're just going to say, man, all right, hey, man, I just want my bread. I just want my bread, man. Yeah, go yeah, go and give me that Mark, man, so I can, you know, go cash my check. <laughs> The thing is, is that's what's going to happen. Oh, no, no, no. We, we, we all talk a good game. We all talk a good game, don't we? Oh, no, no. When that, when the, when that happens, I'm going to tell them they can go ahead and kill me. Have you been in that situation? No, I have not. Are you sure that that's what you're going to do? I'm pretty, I, I, it sounds good in the moment when I say that. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's ex exactly what I'm going to do. Huh. Interesting. Interesting because um, your actions say otherwise. You're unwilling to go and say, this is sin. Don't do this. Stop doing this. You have justified your own sin in doing this thing and that thing and the other. I've done it myself, guys. I've done it myself. And you know what? That's the best way for the Satan to make his way in. And let me tell you something, man. He knows how to go and wear you down. Because let me tell you, in this generation right now, we are a weak people. You remember when it is that we used to complain if we went and ordered a pizza and it was like, you know, two hours to get here? Now, if it's not here in 30 minutes, oh, man, I'm, I'm complaining that pizza needs to be free. We are in a society right now where everything's about convenience. Everything needs to be convenient. We go and we walk down the streets, everybody's on their phone. What, what, what exactly? These, these people must be geniuses. They're walking down the street. They got the, the information of the entire world in their hands with their cell phone. What are they doing? Oh, I'm watching a cat go and beat up a fish on TikTok. That's what you're spending your time on, really? That's what it is. Okay, so, 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 so let me get this straight. We have all the information in the world, access to the Bible, biblical teachings, all of that stuff in the palm of our hand, and nowadays we don't know crap about the Bible. This really shows us how far we have stumbled. We are at this point in history where we have access to everything. And have you seen? 
how bad people's spelling is nowadays on social media. How the, the, the various forms of there are never correct. Have you seen this? You telling me that the Satan has not has not influenced you in some way? Instead of, you know, learning about the Lord and all that stuff, you know, I, hey, 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 check, check this out, this video. This guy goes and slams his head against the concrete over here, and it makes that little boing sound. Really? Really? Going and pulling up your social media app, scroll, 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 scroll. Scroll, scroll, scroll. I'm going to like that picture. Scroll, scroll, scroll. That's where we're at now. That's where we're at. And because of this, because of that scroll, scroll, scroll mentality, look at all the things that we have allowed to happen. We have um, the Satanists going and setting up displays inside governor's mansions and not just Iowa, but other places around the and, and setting up the clubs and schools. And we're just like, oh, look at this. I am so mad that this has happened. You're my, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a good person. What are you doing about it? I'm not doing apps. I'm, I'm, I'm posting about it. Oh, man, you're a real warrior, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. You're tough, man. Yeah, that's... That's one of God's warriors right there. Yeah. Holy Spirit's going to show you who you are with that like button and that unlike button. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's that Holy Spirit working through you. <laughs> and let me show you what, is, what, what has happened. What has happened in our society today from, from this. Go and look at what is happening right now in the Middle East. What is it? You know, 10 years ago, it's like, yeah, yeah, dude. 99.9% .9 of us are on the side of Israel. There's some uh, not so healthy people that are the 0.1% that are siding with, with Palestine. Right now, we have people sitting over there going, you know what? Osama bin Laden was a freedom fighter. He was a good guy. You need to go and read his letter to America. Yeah. How dare Israel go and um, respond when their women are being raped and their people are killed and babies being beheaded? How dare those animals go and respond with force to, oh my gosh. You people would not have survived. You guys would not have liked what it is that Hashem said as the people were going and making their way to the promised land when he says, okay, you know, the Amorites, the Hittites, and, uh, you know, all of these other ites out there, I need you to go and take them out. Need you to go and take them out. Huh. I hate to tell you, you can go through the revisionist history route on all that, you know. And you know what? Quite a few of our congregations have very have very much done that. You know, that God was an angry God of the God of the Old Testament, but the God of the New Testament is a test is a, is a New Testament. Oh, oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. He's, he's he was graceful in the New Testament, but not 
In the Old Testament, that's what you're... Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, go ahead and read Micah chapter 3. What does it say in there? I, God, do not change. Go and read Deuteronomy 13. Anybody that tells you to go and take, you know, to go away from these ways in which it is that I have taught you, that person is a false prophet. Anybody who teaches this garbage, that we have a different God in the New Testament than the God of the Old Testament, does not need to be teaching. If you are attending a congregation that says this thing, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to get the hell out of there. And don't give me the, yeah, you say that more times than a proctologist day planner. Get the hell out of that congregation. If that is what they're teaching in there. If that is what they're teaching, get out of there. Because let me tell you something, that very idea, that very idea is the reason why we are so far removed from the ways of God that are taught to us in the scripture. That is why we have fallen away so far from it, because we sit there and think that God changes over time. Let me tell you something. There are 613 commandments. In the Torah, 613 commandments. You shall do this. This is a part of your ketubah. This is a part of your marriage contract to Hashem. 613. Whenever I go and I mention 735, I mention that number. Every time I mention it, I say, do you know what the heck that is? No. What's 735? That's the the amount of blessings and times that Hashem has shown grace in just the Torah. 735 times. Those people who say that God changed that it's a different God, uh, the God of law, then oh, the God of grace. They're the same God. I hate to tell you. It's the same God. We are in this, in this idea in today's society, and I'll tell you, this is how we've gotten there. It is from, it is from the congregations. The congregations have gotten us into this type of society to where it is that we have no accountability to anything. We let anything slide because of the fact that we say we want to be a person of grace. There doesn't need to be any sort of effort involved to be able to be loved by. I said a prayer once. That's it. I'm one of God's children. Uh, no. No. Oh, so you're one of those Armenian and... uh, No, I didn't say that either. Are you saying that you could lose your salvation? If you go off the derrick? Yes, I'm sorry, you're not justified for turning into a scumbag. I'm sorry, if you start out like Billy Graham and then end up like Anton LaVey, I'm sorry. You're not covered with that. Hate to tell you. 
Doesn't mean you get a get out of jail free card. I'm sorry. You must live for Hashem. And that means being a warrior for Hashem. Every time that these things happen in our societies, God allows them to happen. Why? Because God is sitting there saying, obviously, you don't want my holy presence in your country. You don't want my holy presence in your town. You don't want my holy because you're not willing to fight for it. You're not willing to fight for me. You're willing to go to a building, have a little social club. Are you out there building disciples? Are you out there building disciples? My people, in Matthew chapter 23, I told them to go out to the nations and develop many disciples. The sages said to do this very thing in Perkeavos. In the very first chapter of Perkeavos. Oh, that's somebody else's job. That's not my job. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't make me slap you. Saying that is somebody else's job. Oh, no, 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 no. If you have any sort of family, whether it be immediate family, like if you have a wife and children, that is your job right there to develop disciples. If you have brothers, sisters, parents, uncles, aunts, nephews, nieces, cousins, it is your job to develop disciples. Take them away from the clutches of this world. Ingrain into them the word of Hashem and make sure that they know the love of God. The love of God and the fear of God are two things that are not two separate things. They are both intertwined together. And it's all a part of that very foundation that we have taken and we have crumbled in this Western society when we said, we're going to get back. We're going to get rid of that message from Sinai because we have lost the marriage contract with Hashem when we have broken that tie with the marriage contract of Hashem that was given to us at Mount Sinai that included those 735 blessings and those 613 commandments. Oh, guys, you just wait. In the coming episodes, things are going to get really rocky. Because we have a mission. We have a job to do. And we're going to be here to help develop many disciples that need to make the change for the future generations 
as we head in to these times that were foretold in the scripture 2,000 years ago. That's where we're going. Okay? If you don't want to be a part of this, go ahead and hit that unsubscribe button right now. But if you're a child of Hashem, if you're a child of God, and you want to move forward, you want to stop the infiltration of these things in your households, oh my God. (laughs) This is definitely the podcast for you. Strap in, guys. This is going to be a bumpy ride.